This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin'. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled H-U-S-T-L-I-N, dot com. Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or a big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name. His bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast Episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions. Playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. This is episode number 18 with Abby Holly. Treasury Analyst at Chesapeake Energy located here in Oklahoma City. This episode is one of commitment and passion. Abby takes you on the journey through her Collegiate National Golf Championship run with her amazing teammates. Abby's love for her parents and husband is beautiful. Thank you to my wife Margie for her amazing work on this podcast. Abby, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to come on the podcast to share your story. You are awesome and I love it how you and your teammates are still in close contact. Hi everyone, my name is Wong Lam, your host of the Finding Moments podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Each podcast, I bring on a family member, a colleague, a friend, a guest that submitted their defining moment and has agreed to come onto the podcast to share it. A defining moment is a moment that either you define or you let the moment define you. We go through many of them in life. Perhaps your moment was a struggle that led you to your moment of greatness or led you to contribute to society the way that you do. P.G. Warehouse once said, Golf is an infallible test. The woman who can go into a patch of rough alone with the knowledge that only God is watching her and play her ball where it lies is a woman who will serve you faithfully and well. How did your swing change when you got the news about your head coach? People say, When the going gets tough, 
the tough gets going. My question is, where does your toughness go? How do you deal with adversity as well as diversity? She's a former national championship golfer, graduate from the University of Tulsa. She loves to travel, has a huge passion for cooking, is married to Rob, and both are huge American football fans. Abby, Holly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So great to have you in studio I'm this so evening. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and you brought your husband. I did. You want to introduce him or does he want to in- introduce himself? Oh, he needs no introduction. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rob, my husband. Say Hello. hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, man, we're glad to have you. Yes. This is really cool because uh, this is the second time we've had uh, a guest and you brought your spouse. Yeah. Really neat. So He's how's fun. your day been? Oh, it's been good. We've yeah. been journeyed down here to see you. And you got your Tulsa hat on? Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm excited about that. You got to represent. <laughs> That's great. I how's, love that. How's your mom? She's good. Yeah. She's so sweet. She's doing really well. Yeah. So my mom had um, a valve replacement last year. So kind of rebounding from open heart surgery, but she's doing really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I worked with her for about uh, two years. As I've known her for quite a while mm-hmm. at Chesapeake yes. for probably over 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's worked there a lot She's been longer. there like 20 years. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And she mentioned you a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And then also she told me when you got married and then obviously said great things about Rob. And yeah. so I was like, man, got to meet these I know. guys and sitting right across and, the studio. And see how the, the height disparity. Oh, yeah. 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 Rob, how tall are you? 6'4". And Abby, you are? Five, uh, like, I, I lie. I'm about five foot. I'm, I skewed a five, five one, five if one. I had to be honest. Yeah. Probably five day, foot. Five yeah. <laughs> Depends on if I have like boots on or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh, man. And re- recently you guys went to Vegas. Yes. I saw it on Instagram. Yes. And you guys went to a bar. There's a robotic arm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So That was really cool. Yeah. So, Tipsy um, Robot. Yeah, it's called Tipsy Robot. It's in a shopping, in a shopping center, shockingly, in Vegas. So mm-hmm. in between the casinos is obviously shopping. And I saw this thing called Tipsy Robot, and I thought, well, that's cool. So you walk up to this open air bar, you know, open bar, and there's probably 20 iPads there. Yeah. And there are bartenders, but they're like kind of by the draft beer because apparently the robot, you know, too too busy to do that. <laughs> so um, yes. you get on this iPad, and there's literally thousands of drinks that people have made. So you can type in anything that you want someone's probably created it like there was an orange sickle drink or whatever um so we got we get up there and there's some people that are ordering i think that they ended up ordering a whiskey coke or rum and coke which is a waste of money to watch a robot (laughs) do that (laughs) but it's actually cool if you're not spending the money to watch it but it's just the robot has these uh, little dispensers behind it and they grabbed the the coke and then um the, from the top they grabbed the whiskey and like poured it it was just it was crazy wow yeah but Giant it was like a 15 dollar drink yeah so that's why we chose not to yeah <laughs> we would it's rather just... it was like 15 dollars and it was nothing big yeah yeah so we were like we'll just watch only in vegas and... yeah yeah you're playing you're paying for the electric and the circuitry yeah, and all absolutely. that the yeah pneumatics yeah it was really cool though cool <laughs> yeah. idea yeah but... it is, it's it's got a yeah. neat factor mm-hmm. but but yeah. Vegas was fun. We went with my parents and yeah. they, they go, I would say they probably go at least three times a year. So um, they know all the ins and outs. I played Pie Gal for the first time. It was like me and all the old people yeah. with like the minimum bets, just <laughs> as cheap fun. it could be. It was fun. I mean, yeah. didn't lose too much. 
Yeah. Didn't didn't have to quit our job because we won so much money, but right. we didn't, you know, right. lose our house or anything. So yeah. considered a win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh I know about you through your mom, mm-hmm. Carla. She mentioned a few years ago to me that you were born weighing only a pound Mm -hmm. i know you don't remember that however if you do remember that please i mean let us know because i'd love to have that kind of memory white light no but these Uh, stories you probably yeah i mean i've i've heard a lot about it um my mom um had complications throughout her pregnancy Mm -hmm. and i was born i always have to ask was it three three and a half months early Mm -hmm. so um yeah i weighed a pound when i was born um wow really just my parents kind of knew that i was going to be early so i believe that they did kind of the NICU tour so they kind of knew the ins and outs of what they were getting into yeah um but i stayed there i was born in march um and then i ended up staying there until july so i was there for a while within the NICU and i was in an incubator um the uh, NICU nurses are just amazing. I mean, yeah. just the things that they see and go through and the care that they give is just unbelievable. And so um, we have friends that are doctors now and have to do rotations within the NICU. And I know yeah. that that's just a really humbling experience. So, um, but yeah, one pound. So my parents did not have another kid. I'm the only child. So <laughs> it was great for me in, in certain areas, but I definitely think I, you know, missed out on opportunities for, you know, with having, without having brothers and sisters. Yeah. But I still... You know, everything happens for a reason. So mm-hmm. I feel very blessed for that. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, it's really amazing to hear that type of story, that unique situation, because I've never met anyone who was actually born a pound. Yeah. You know, and you hear about them, but yeah, I've just never met anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to not yeah. have complications yeah. that I know of really is just amazing because yeah. I know that we have, you know, we know of people that have been born a pound and, you know, they might mm-hmm. have asthma or some sort of, you know, hearing issue or you know, that stuff is just very common. And so yeah. to come out with nothing is, is very, yeah. very lucky. Yeah. And so here you're sitting or standing at five one. Yeah. Very just, healthy. I gained all the weight back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Oh, man. So I'm interested in, in this day dates that you guys oh, yeah. talk about. Yeah. What, what do you mean by day dates? Well, so Friday afternoons, if, uh, if Rob is lucky enough to not have to do any any type of meetings or anything mm-hmm. we do try to do or on saturdays we try to do day yeah. dates we love to go to breweries or um like, probably not as much when we were dating we used to go to movies a lot but yeah. i'm very picky about movies very so picky. i'll go see anything. yeah he will yeah. go see anything she'll be like uh, rotten tomatoes has it at this yeah i don't think we should go see yeah it. No i way. trust the critics so she does um so we'll go uh <laughs> but we like day dates i mean just anything that we can you know go to like different brunch places yeah. or breweries and stuff like that is a lot of fun so. yeah because yeah. usually if you go during the day it's probably not as busy yes mm-hmm. so we can but, kind of avoid crowds yeah and then be home and then when the crowds are i out. can cook dinner <laughs> yeah. and we can just kind of yeah like a, a date night in so it's fun <laughs> it is nice though that we both have jobs that a lot of friday afternoons yeah. are fairly open absolutely right mm-hmm. noonish or something and depending yeah. on my yeah. schedule i can be done so yeah it just kind of depends yeah that's awesome man what was the last movie you guys watched oh. pitch, pitch perfect, perfect. Yeah. Pitch Perfect Three. Yes. Yep. We've I got two on the slate this weekend. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Have you guys, you guys have seen, seen two? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you seen we them, own all? them Seen them all. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then we'll probably own them all once they're like in a trilogy set or something. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure we will. I don't think they're going to come out with a Pitch Perfect trilogy set, uh, but they sure should. They will. They will. Uh, we watched Pitch Perfect Three a couple weeks ago, too. Yes. Loved it, man. I know it's yeah. kind of bubblegum and. No. Oh, that's okay. It's yeah, fun. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something yeah. good. We need a little bit of positivity like that in the world. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially with some movies that are just so intense and stuff. It's yeah. fun to. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It got intense at the beginning. It did. Yeah. I was like, it... man, just Pitch Perfect or Mission Impossible. Exactly. I wasn't just, for sure. Just turned into an action movie at some point. Sorry, yeah. spoilers, if anybody has not seen it. <laughs> but... Spoiled anything. Well. We just I... said there's more action than yeah. normal. Yeah. So not spoilers. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you also mentioned you're a huge Taylor Swift fan. Oh gosh, I am a Swifty. The girls are listening to this, and they're gonna, gonna they're gonna give me so much crap. Um, yes, I love Taylor Swift. Not ashamed. Um, I think in college I probably like burned a hole through her CD, and then <laughs> and then on the ipod so Mm -hmm. but yes i do love her that's the last like bucket list concert to go to i've seen i've seen a lot of people but i think she's my last one so wow but margie is going to taylor swift she's taking me that's so (laughs) nice you can ask her that's why you're here today oh good (laughs) (laughs) i'm in where is she gonna go see her dallas tampa oh that's what what i thought yeah Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dallas to Florida, you know, it's right. all good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Very jealous. Yeah, when so is that concert? Gosh, August, I think. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because yeah. I think Dallas, da- it's, it's like in October. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll get tickets. I don't know. I'll, I'll strong, arm, strong arm him into I think we some. Can I think it. we can do that. <laughs> we'll go to Dallas, though, not Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot closer on the drive anyways. <laughs> Probably a lot cheaper too. A little bit. Yeah. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I am a huge Taylor Swift fan too. Yes. And a few years ago when her song Shake It Off mm-hmm. came out and I was just jammed to that. Yeah. And the boys I coach were like, what? What? Yeah. Why you like Taylor Swift? I'm like, yeah, man. It's Like I said, it's kind of bubblegum. It's a great song. But it's, it's amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I like it. And Verl, you know, Verl mm-hmm. Tolbert, he plays that on the saxophone. Oh, I need to hear wow, that. cool. Dude, yeah. it's legit, That's man. Awesome. Be my anthem. <laughs> That's really cool. Make it your ringtone. Just make Verl come to my office and mm-hmm. just... I'll, I'll play a little piece of it after the, the podcast. Yeah, oh, that'd be that'd cool. Be yeah, it's, yeah, it's really... I like that. It's really unique. <laughs> so... You also like to cook. I love to Tell cook. Tell me about this cooking oh. biz that you like to do. Every day. I probably cook six six days a week if I can. Yeah. And I'm big into meal planning because, you okay. know, I mean, we work in the same office. Yeah, um, yeah. But I try to I try to try new things often, but I always have like the old standbys. But yeah. um, I love to cook. I'm like, I think that's how I got him tagged him mm-hmm. the first time i did cook for him it turned out terrible i made chicken fettuccine oh i didn't think do you remember that i remember the broccoli oh yeah it, I, <laughs> was... I never honestly really liked i mean vegetables okay just, just broccoli yeah. <laughs> but you know that all i did my parents didn't ever have it because they they hated it so yeah. all i was used to was like steamed or like fresh and it was never like yeah this is good yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember she made broccoli that was in the oven with Parmesan cheese and yes, some linen, and, some linen. and yeah. it was very. And I was like, "Well, broccoli side. can be really good." Mm-hmm. Wow, we just never had it that yeah. way. But yeah. I, I don't remember cook. the fettuccine being bad. I don't know. I think it was clumpy. I'm very picky. Well, the other thing is, <laughs> I'm very much a perfectionist, and okay. so if something does not turn out right, mm. I'm just, it just I'm very disappointed. Like, I'll eat so. it and be like, "What? Yeah. It's fine." And she's like, "No, nope, it should be this, be this way." way. Like, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty hard on myself when it comes to cooking, but I love it. Like uh, we were home for the first time ever in our married life in our own home for Christmas yeah. Eve. So I made this really good bolognese sauce and we had like mm-hmm. a spaghetti bolognese and garlic wow. bread and good salad and all that. So yeah, I like to do that kind of stuff. Day night, like for Valentine's Day and stuff, I try to cook. 
So yeah, I, I enjoy that. And how long you guys been married? Uh, five. It was five, five years, years in May. It'll be six. Oh years. gosh. Six years. Wow, six years. No, it, it flew by. It'll be six. Years. It will yeah. be. But you were yeah. right. Five years yeah. last May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flew by. That's awesome, and yes. I and I really love it that you love to cook and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, et cetera, because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, well, it's cheesy. However, you know, it's really unique that you love to do it. Yeah. Because there's a lot, of, from what I understand, from what I hear, people are like, oh, I don't want to do that, no. and, et cetera. And yeah. the I'm vibe I'm feeding off of you guys, man, you guys are into each other. Yes. This is so legit. Day yeah. dates, Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know, Pitch Perfect 3. Right. I've seen more Taylor Swift videos than I ever probably would have. Dude, bro. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yes. But I think, I mean, I'm just the type of person I'm, I'm, I didn't think I would be, but I'm very much a nurturer. My grandma loved yeah. to cook and my mom's a yeah. great cook. And so um, I didn't cook a ton in college because yeah. we had, you know, cafeteria and all that stuff. But yeah. um, I think that just growing up, you know, being married and just having that, I think it was even when we first were newlyweds and didn't have a ton of money mm. versus, you know, growing in our careers and all of that. I think that was one constant was just coming home and having dinner together. Yeah. And, and that I had just really, really always enjoyed that. So yeah, nice. I love it. That's yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really and I cool. Love it Cause I, I'm not a big fan of cooking. Yeah. yeah. So she cooks and I'll clean. Yeah. yeah. We made that deal a long time my, ago. Yeah. yeah. I can do dishes. He's but... a great, he's great at that. <laughs> and the nice thing was when we first moved back from Tulsa, mm-hmm. we had a apartment or mm-hmm. duplex, yeah, duplex that didn't have a dishwasher. Yeah. And so she would cook so much, I'd have so, I mean, it would take me an hour to mm-hmm. do the dishes because it'd be pots and pans and you can't just like rinse and throw it in the dishwasher. Yeah. And I still think to this day in the house that we're in, when we moved in, it had a dishwasher, even though it was old, I was like, but it's a dishwasher. <laughs> like I don't have to do cups and plate, like little things and so I still think about it when I load the dishwasher. Like, yes, yeah. I'm so glad we have one. Yeah. It's the little things. <laughs> yeah. It really is. That's, that's very true. Yes. Margie's a really good cook, too. And yes. I'm like, you, man, I just go in and start cleaning up mm-hmm. when I can, where I can. And do you follow ingredients, Abby, when you cook? Well, if I if it's a new thing, yes. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm, I've am i gotten so used to making certain things that yeah. I'm pretty good about it. But, yeah. um, like, things that my grandma makes and yeah. I try to recreate, obviously, they're never as good. But yeah. I'm pretty, like like okay grandma how many cups is is this and what do i do with this yeah. and what should the dough look like and she's yeah. like oh it's just to feel like, yeah well, i'm not gonna figure that out so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so she's got like 60 years of making something on me so that's awesome yeah, does your mom like to cook she loves to cook she's okay a great cook. so it does run in the family i thought yes. you skipped a generation no my mom is a great cook yeah she makes yeah. some good stuff i think i'm i'm catching on but i'm uh i'm getting close close to taking the title i think but she makes <laughs> she makes some really good some good food so I'm a little bit both, but I'm a little bit more adventurous. I like a lot of Asian food, and so I'll make some different stuff like that and just kind of branch out and try try new things. So I'm curious, what kind of Asian food do you make? Well, I do a lot of like, um, I do pad thai. I do a lot of like different stir fries. We Uh go to the Asian market and Uh I'll get like different ingredients. I'm fuzz my next my next step wow so that's i got to just have a giant pot and yes. a broth that's been yes. for a week. i've been studying <laughs> right. like how to make it i've done bone broth like that kind of i've been kind of easing into it but that's my next goal wow so, i love anything i love all of that you should definitely talk to margie about I need making to, i need to yeah pho is probably her number one like saturday she'll be like what should we get to eat and before i can say anything she's like should we get pho and i'm like Okay. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'd rather do ramen. I think over we. Pho. Okay. I love ramen. I mean, okay. I'm not against pho, but I don't get as full. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. I think we have a standing order at Phenomenal. 
which is yeah. the place by our house. Like, oh, yeah, in Edmond. Yes. Oh, uh, well, no, one of May. The one off of May. Yeah. That's right. That's we have right, a standing right, order. Yeah. yeah. They know. Rare brisket. No, rare steak and brisket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the jam. So. <laughs> I'm the, waiting for her to do tripe or something. Ooh. Oh. Now I'm Vietnamese. I know. And I, I ain't trying to try. No. <laughs> Well, I've tried it once. Yeah, that's that's, that's about it. Yeah. That's all you needed. Yeah, my my brother, and my family, they dig on that stuff. Do and I, I'll do the uh, brisket mm-hmm. and the flank. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. I'm not too adventurous. Margie, however, she's more adventurous than I am. I like that. that. I would give it a shot. I try. I'm she a pretty good adventurous. About trying things, I'll be like, now nah, that looks yeah. weird. How are you gonna know you don't like it? I can already tell. Yeah, <laughs> he's a visual guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Abby, I have a. A question before we sure. get into your defining moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always curious uh, when I talk to people is how do you, uh, people contribute to society? Mm-hmm. And just talking to you over the last couple of years and meeting you, I know that you have a very positive personality. Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is how do you contribute to society? Well, I'm actually going to, I want to kind of steal Tim Dixon's because I thought his was so good. (laughs) But when he said it, I was like, oh, I really thought I I liked that one. But I do agree with his as far as um, I try to surround myself with with good people and people that make me want to be better. Mm -hmm. And I think um, my friend group, our friend group is definitely evidence of that. Yeah. Um, Just try to be with people that make you happy, but then you can also make them happy as well. And I think friendship is such a thing especially when you get older is you know your friend groups are set but those people are going to be there when you really need mm-hmm. stuff your family is always going to be there but i think getting older and and having those those great friend groups is just really important for yeah. the, you know self-care and all of that i think yeah. it's just really important but i really do think especially you know you're talking about positivity i think at work you know we spend more time with those people than we do with our spouses right. during during the week and so yeah. i always think each day you need to have a positive outlook on that stuff because mm-hmm. um, you never know if someone's having a bad day and you just have to make the best out of it because yeah. that, you know, at going, I, I know how it is to go into a job that is really tough and, yeah. um, you know, you might like the people that you work with, but the work itself is just really not gratifying. And, yeah. um, I lucky enough and feel blessed enough to work with people that I do, but then I also yeah. really do enjoy what I'm doing. And I feel like I finally kind of found my path in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just think being positive just sets you off even yeah. even better. So, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And, and positivity, it's 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 free, mm-hmm. right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's an it's an attitude. And I'm with you. You do have a very good group mm-hmm. uh, that you work with, mm-hmm. and uh, you are a very positive person. Every time I come by, I don't think there's ever been honestly a day that you ever look like you're grumpy or even gave off that vibe. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really really important for just anyone walking by to see. Because people feed off of mm-hmm. your uh, nonverbal mm-hmm. gestures, yeah. right? Right. I, and I think, you know, I think it's important to ask people how they are and, yeah. and get to know. I mean, I think that you want to create those relationships. You don't have to be best friends with somebody, but right. also just also caring about somebody else's. Yeah. I think that that's important within a work environment. I think that is good for coworkers and making sure that they feel important. And, yeah. and I think that that just feeds everybody and, and yeah. makes it even better. So. So when we when you walk across campus, do you uh, go out of your way to smile or at least say hey? I'm probably too busy with my earbuds in, to be honest. Oh, okay. I, I park as close <laughs> as I can to the door <laughs> when you get there at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> but That's true. I try to. I mean, I yeah. think um, I'm I'm 
think people think I'm a little bit more outgoing than I really am. I think mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more of an introvert um, or I'm just more shy. I, mm-hmm. I um, Maybe I don't exude that necessarily, but yeah. I think for me, I'm, I'm not one to just talk to a stranger like yeah. my husband, which is, I mean, I admire that so much, but yeah. I, I have a hard time with that. So I think when, when, I, when I'm with groups that I'm comfortable with, I think I'm better at that. Yeah. I, I just try to be happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's awesome. And and speaking of your husband, mm-hmm. saying he's outgoing and he feels like he knows everyone. Yes. This is the first time I've really met you and talked yeah. to you. And I really do feel very comfortable mm-hmm. and just sitting here across the table from you. And, and you, you've got a great personality, too. I appreciate too. it. And I, I definitely feed off of that. So that helps me yeah. you know, sitting here on this podcast. <laughs> well, I think it's fun to meet new people. Mm-hmm. Even people, I mean, it's just fun. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. if you're reading that they don't want to talk to you, then it's time to move on. But <laughs> don't want to be like a weirdo. Exactly. Like you don't need to force them, it. But but yeah. 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 Like, I don't mind going into a party where I'm not going to know that mm-hmm. many people. Right. But it, whereas that, for some people, could be a really scary, mm-hmm. you know. Some people meaning me. No, there's other people. Me, yeah. me too. Yeah. So yeah. your husband's the life of the party where yes. I would see him and I'm like, huh, well, it's time for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So, Abby, you're also a golfer, mm-hmm. and I have two questions for you sure. because I hear I, I I think I'm good at golf, and I'm okay. horrible because only golf I really played is soccer golf, mm-hmm. or I would go to Top Golf and yes. swing a club. Yeah, that counts. Well, it, you're hitting a ball. I true. that that's true. However, I don't really hit the ball because I it's like striking out in baseball. Okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's bad. So, what is a handicap? And okay. what's a scratch golfer? Okay, so I'm a little rusty on this, but as far as I understand, a handicap is, so if par is 72, mm-hmm. which that means you're even, Yeah. whatever you're shooting above that, so if you're shoot consistently averaging an 80, okay. then I believe you're an eight handicap. I so if you. you're scratch, that means that you're shooting even most of, the, you're averaging even. Oh, okay. If I'm wrong. The um, the girls will let me know. Okay, it sounds really good though. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, because yeah. I've been asked these exact same questions. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've never understood yeah. these words. To be yeah, fair, I me only I only had to keep my handicap. I think one time for yeah. for a tournament that you had to have under a certain, but I didn't. Um, yeah, normally. You have a favorite golfer or two? I do. Well, I have well Ricky Fowler. Oh so yeah, I love him. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> he's a really good golfer, and he's a great too. golfer. He's a great ambassador for the state mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. I yeah. think I think that just being from here, I think you know, he only went here a year, but he still mm-hmm. is just you know always the first one to come back. And he did so much for the more tornadoes, and yep. just I I really admire him. Um, love Jordan Spieth. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think that those are like my top two. I know that's yeah. really generic, but um, I used to love Phil as a kid. I was a left hander. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I always rooted for him, especially before he won yeah. majors and stuff. I always wanted him to win. Yeah. But I, I really, um, really like Tiger. Yeah. I was um, very disappointed in you know his fall and all of that. Yeah. But um, I really, I just think that he's the most talented golfer there's ever been. I think yeah. watching that dominance is like my watch Michael Jordan. You know. Yeah, that uh, that gives me chills literally yeah. because he is one of the main reasons he is probably the reason why i started watching golf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i loved his enthusiasm mm-hmm. when he played yeah of course he had some word choice words when he's driving or putting or whatever mm-hmm. however just his enthusiasm he brought to the game itself and then he yeah all the guys started working out i felt mm-hmm. like right. because of him and his physique yeah. he looked really good in his clothes and the way he handled himself mm-hmm. 
you know, in his younger years, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah, it just brought a whole new a whole new look to the sport, and I think that that's something that has been carried on to yeah. to a certain aspect. Yeah. Um, but it totally changed the face of golf, and I think there's kids that got into it. I know that I have friends that got into it because of that, and I think mm-hmm. that that that's transformative for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this this podcast is is about defining moments, mm-hmm. and you, you listen to a few podcasts, so you already know what's going on. Is there a moment or two that you would like to share with our listeners that you, you went through in life that's changed you, helped you through life, or helped someone else? Yeah. You know, I know we've talked about this. Um, I uh, went to a junior college here in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and played golf there. Mm-hmm. And between my freshman and sophomore season, my coach ended up taking a new job at University of Tulsa. Yeah. And so because of that, um, a golf team, I don't know if your listeners would be familiar, but there's usually eight to nine people that play on a team. And we actually had, um, I think three or four people transfer because of um, our coach leaving. And so that left us with five players and you need five players to play golf. You can't have any more or less. You take the top four scores and drop the low, the lowest. And we ended up having, it was me and my friend Morgan. She was another, she's from outside of Purcell, Oklahoma. And she was a sophomore. And then we had three freshmen come in and um, Nick's from England, Emily from Maryland and Andrea, Andy from uh, Florida. And so that was it. We, we knew that we kind of had to to bond as a team and, you know, we weren't qualifying against each other for travel spots. It was just the five of us. We were going to go to every tournament together. We were going to, you know, train together. There was, everything was going to be together and we had a common goal um, to win nationals. We, the the college that I went to was a very very good college within the junior college level and mm-hmm. um you know it's it's hard to win nationals even I know it's a smaller school but there's definitely still some competition for oh, that yeah. so we really had to bond together we had a first year coach Garrett Chadwell he coaches at University of Houston now mm-hmm. and he was an instructor in Florida and moved back east from El Reno which is where um, the school was and he became our coach. And so we were all just kind of in it together. And um, it was the best experience of my life um, as far as I've never experienced something like that. I I went on to play at Tulsa, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful. And my teammates were great there. Um, You know, it was a bigger team. So there was, you know, you definitely had to qualify against each other. But that team was, the, the Redlands team was just something that, I mean, has followed me for the last 10 years we're still best friends we talk every day and yeah it's just been something that has been so important to me yeah. and those those women are just my like my family they're like my sisters yeah so that was really cool wow so your coach comes in and he's like hey yeah, i'm leaving i'm moving on mm-hmm. and you're in this transition period where you have a year left at the, ju- at yes. the junior college yeah so what was what your feeling what was going through your head when your coach Drop the news. Well, um, I was really happy for him because uh-huh. I knew that he was up for a couple other jobs. And so I thought, you know, this is for selfishly for me, I thought, you know, I, where he was going was Tulsa. So I knew that that was a great school. And I was hoping that, you know, he would take a look at me to, to transfer after my two years was up at Redlands. And mm. thankfully he did. And yeah. I just felt incredibly blessed to be able to go there and right. um, not very far from home, which was good for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> but my other look um, originally was Kansas State and so oh, wow. my family is huge University of Kansas fans yeah. and so this K-State offer was kind of looming and it was still in the talks that nothing had been offered and but that was kind of my only look at that point mm-hmm. and I remember my aunt telling my mom 
oh, she can't go to K-State. Like, if, if they <laughs> offer her, she's really not going to go, are they? You know, is she? And um, my mom was like, well, you know, it's it's free if school. It's yeah, if it's the only yeah. offer. Um, and so <laughs> there was a little bit of uneasiness, but luckily um, Tulsa offered me right in the beginning of that season. So mm-hmm. I, I had, I think I signed my letter of intent late, later in the fall, but I knew what I was going to do. But yeah. at the junior college level, there's such a, it's almost like a rush. It's almost like, you know, you... you get recruited your senior year of high school and then you're kind of rushing to get recruited again and Mm -hmm. to get signed to go another place and so it's almost it's i mean it's it's a grind and you're playing in these d1 tournaments hoping to get looks but then in the meantime you know you're a junior college school going against these d1 phenom athletes that are just really good and you're probably getting your butt kicked a little bit and that you know that in itself is hard to um take you know, you don't you don't want to sit there and finish fifteenth in a tournament, yeah, right. but you just have to keep in mind that you're getting better, the team's getting better, and that when nationals comes, mm-hmm. you'll be ready. But mm-hmm. it's just it's it's such a wild ride. I, yeah. I I wouldn't have changed it, but it was it was pretty intense. Wow. So, did you uh, talk to your teammates when the news happened, and were you guys able to kind of come to, I guess, a bond? Kind of like an unspoken, yeah, yeah, yeah unspoken. Um, it was good. Like we all just clicked really well together. Our personalities are so different. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely type A to a certain <laughs> point. I'm, I'm probably a little bit more high strung than the other ones. They're laughing at me probably right now. <laughs> um, but I think that we just all took care of each other mm-hmm. and knew that no matter what happened, I think that we were all just going to stay as close as we were, even if we came in second that year. I think that yeah. we all. Um, still cared and loved love each other just the same and but I think pushing through that year it just shows you you know you can have obstacles throughout the year but just continuing to to fight and stay Mm -hmm. strong and and be positive yeah when you are going to have some times where it's just it's it's rough but I think you just have to have a lot of belief in yourself and belief in others and kind of be brave in that yeah what are the the three freshman girls that Mm -hmm. came in Mm -hmm. so they just graduated high school Mm -hmm. coming into this team and the coaches leaving. Uh-huh. So what what did you say to them that changed their mentality or maybe helped them stay the course and stay on the team? That was a good question. I think that I, I might be misremembering this. I think that Andy, um, who ended up being my roommate, I think mm-hmm. that we had conversations beforehand. I, I knew her because of her recruiting visit when she came and visited. And I think I don't think that she ever really had thought of leaving and mm-hmm. Nix was already flying over you know yeah. she you know she's from London and so right. she had already kind of made the commitment and um Nix was a powerhouse and I think she you know she knew that playing playing at Redlands would give mm-hmm. her a great shot at a D1 and it did mm-hmm. and um I think that when Morgan and I the our freshman year I believe that we we finished third at nationals and it was disappointing but you know I, that's just part of it but I think that there was a hunger for us to win and just kind of telling those those freshmen kind of what we had been through and learning from our mistakes and kind of understanding and our coach changed our entire mindset before that nationals happened. And really I had never played a tournament with a, with a team game plan in mind. I, I, you you can tell like a coach can say, you know, don't, don't hit over the green. Don't go this, you know, they can, they can tell you, you know, don't miss here, don't miss there, but never have I ever, um, been in a meeting team meeting before a tournament like we did at nationals and been told a game plan like our coach had and mm-hmm. that was just it's to me it's still one of i can still remember every detail of that meeting it's yeah. just it was it was that good of a coaching job i was very blown away by that 
Wow. Would you mind uh, yeah. letting us know about this, this game plan? Yeah. So <laughs> the secret. It's really straightforward. We were playing at a LPGA National that's what it's called, is in Daytona, Florida. And so um, that's where the tournament is held. And there's two courses that we play on and they flip-flop every year. So when my freshman year, we played on one course and my sophomore year, we played on the other. And our coach had a game plan the day before he left for for Daytona. And he had this, you know, white flip board, you know, paper board. And it just basically was like middle of the green, Mm. never go for a pin and stay patient. Because we knew that we were going to be paired with the two teams that were probably that were going to be our biggest competition, and yeah. Daytona Beach is being one of them. Um, that's their home course; they play yeah. on it all the time. You know, they've won. I I believe after we won, I think that they won. They've won quite a few since then. But um, it was don't try and beat them. You know, play your own game, and if I see you go for a pin, you know, you'll, yeah. you'll be in trouble. But um, <laughs> it worked. I mean, it, and he gave us bracelets to say patience yeah. and. Um, if anybody that knows me, I don't have a lot of patience. I'm, you know, I was born three months early for a reason. Right. Um, I, um, I think that that was just something that completely changed my mindset and it was, it was a really awesome thing to be a part of and, um, just really galvanized our team even more. And, um, just having that mindset of everybody's going to be doing the same thing and it's going to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've never really gone into, I'd never gone into a tournament up until then knowing, really thinking that because you just, sometimes I think as a golfer, you are your biggest critic and you Mm. are the hardest, you have to beat yourself before you even can get on the course. And I think I was always so tough on myself and scared of failure. Yeah. And this was one of the first times that I had felt like someone's going to carry you and that, Mm. and it just, it worked. How many days did this tournament last? Um, I think it was four rounds but they were having wildfires so i think i think it ended up being three my dad would Mm. tell you everything yeah he's has a like photographic memory of my career wow so it was it was awesome so let's say on the second day where were what was your team on the leaderboard i think if i remember i believe that we were behind by four shots Mm -hmm. if i remember right and i don't even know that we took the lead until the last day i think we only won by a shot or two shots it was wow. really close, um, but I can still, I mean, it was so cool because um, coming down to the last day and we all finish on 18 and there's kind of a crowd gathered on 18 and um, Nick's, um, so Nick's and I finished, she finished uh, number, like she, she won the tournament mm-hmm. and I finished number two. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, we didn't know where each other stood and honestly, I could care less about individual results. Yeah. I just wanted to win as a team. That's exactly And right. um, we were just, you know, trying to get her into the house, you know, and yeah. just um, being as positive <laughs> as we could. And we had no clue where we said we knew it was really close. But once they um, put the last score in the computer, which was actually on the side of 18, they said we won and we just all started crying. Our oh, parents were crying. Man. It was just such a cool moment. And wow. to win for our coach was really cool. And yeah. it was just, it was one of the best moments of my life yeah so. did he cry too oh yeah yeah, yeah he's a big crier <laughs> just kidding no he um it was just it was it was a really emotional moment unfortunately my dad had to go on a work trip the last day so he flew to kentucky oh. before the final round so i had to call him and he was at maker's mark in louisville is that right mm-hmm. and um he was up on a hill with horrible reception uh-huh. and it was pouring rain and all he could hear was me just telling him that we had won and he was so emotional. I mean, he's been my 
him and my mom but really my dad has been yeah. like my biggest was my biggest fan forever yeah. and so i think it was it was tough not to have him there um yeah. but just to have that experience was unbelievable yeah i, I do know that you have wonderful parents and they're very yes. supportive hearing it from your mom mm-hmm. and it's like you're there when she explains and she's telling these stories yes. you know like i said that's that's pretty awesome yeah when when you go through a shot mm-hmm. yeah you know, i i i feel like golf there's some people that say, "Oh, it's really easy," and it's not easy because it's a it's a lot of mental discipline. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your knees right. You got to get your body right. More importantly, you've got to get your mind right. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you go through a shot, I mean, how how do you stay focused on on that? Yeah. Well, I'm. Um, I had learned. I'd been through to a couple coaches, and I had a, a coach, Brent Cryer, out at the greens and we had worked on just kind of envisioning shots. And so mm-hmm. when I was in my pre-shot routine, it would just be closing your eyes, calming down and just focusing on how you're going to hit the shot and what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, especially for putting. I think that that was really important, but in any, just getting your mindset and it's, it's by no means easy. And honestly, I don't even know if I could do it now. Um, but when you're doing it um, at a competitive level, mm-hmm. I think that you just get used to that, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's tough to, to do that especially on a bad day yeah. so you just have to oh man you just have to continue to stay to stay positive but then also just if you're struggling with your swing it's really hard to do that yeah mm-hmm. yeah when at what age did you first pick up a club and um well played softball first i was okay. an outfielder um very tiny um, couldn't really swing the bat that well um <laughs> so had absolutely zero power but i could I could definitely, I was a good outfielder, I would say. And I yeah. got to, um, I played competitive softball till I was probably 11 or 12. And then it got pretty serious. And, you know, my parents were kind of like, I'd done golf games before and my, my dad loved to play and uh-huh. we, um, we had a country club membership. And so I'd go, you know, play with him a little bit, but, um, it was kind of like, we could continue softball and mm-hmm. maybe try to put some weight on you, or we could, um, you know, go the golf route and golf just was a really natural thing that you know, came to me, my swing was, I felt like a pretty good swing. I didn't really yeah. have to have a lot of mechanic lessons. I wasn't, mm. it was pretty easy as far as that went. Um, but I by no means was ever the best golfer. I was just fairly yeah. scrappy. Yeah. So. Well, you, you say you felt, it felt natural mm-hmm. and it probably did. However, you probably had to put in a lot of good oh, yeah. time and work mm-hmm. into you know, chasing and making sure that your swing is where it should be or where it needs to be yeah i mean the summers and my friends can attest to this i mean we probably spent most of the day at the golf course and so i can remember days where my mom would just drop me off and come pick me up after work but um i think when you're in college too i think you're just doing it so much that Mm -hmm. um you just don't even really think about it it really is your job i mean you're literally getting paid to go to school not in like an ncaa violation way but they're paying for your school so i get you um but in high school I didn't know how people got recruited. You know, my parents right. weren't used to it, so they didn't they didn't know what to do. So I remember making like a like a tournament resume and sending it to every school. But if I probably had to do it over again, I think I would have tried a little bit harder in high school mm-hmm. to practice more and do all of that because I yeah. just didn't realize the work that was put in. Yeah. But then once you got to college, it definitely hit you in the face. So yeah, yeah. Was it a transition like from the junior college where you mm-hmm. won this mm-hmm. national champion? Mm-hmm chip and then going to Tulsa University yes it was I mean the girl the the 
girls that I played with at Tulsa were just phenomenal. I mean, mm. they were all amazing athletes and great, great women. And yeah. um, I love them dearly. And I think that um, competing against them just makes you better. Mm. But it's definitely it's I, I had a hard time with, you know, you're competing with nine other people for five spots and that, yeah. you know, that in itself, I always knew most likely that I was probably going to be the four or five man. I, I didn't ever think that I was going to be top three, you yeah. know, so because um, we just had that good of golfers. I mean, there's yeah. people, there, a couple of them are playing on tour. So I think that, wow. um, you know, those, they were just so talented that you were just wanting to make a traveling team. So, yeah. um, but I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. How's the uh, crowd control when you're on the course? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not many people watching women's golf. We did have a really nice couple um, that supported the Tulsa team that yeah. would come to different tournaments and they yeah. were very sweet. Um, yeah. But we, it was my favorite tournament, one of my favorite tournaments they ever played with, uh, played in, I think it was at NC State, but we were on this golf course that the whole neighborhood really got into it. And so they had beautiful, beautiful houses all around mm-hmm. this place. And so each, each house that was on, with on the golf course, they would kind of adopt a team for, for a week. And yeah. so they would have like, you know, a, a Notre Dame flag flying or a Tulsa flag <laughs> flying. And that was really cool. That and that cool. to me was just something that was, that was just a unique experience that I never yeah. really had in another tournament. Um, but they would also have sweet tea out for us, which you're really wow. not supposed to have because it messes caffeine or like mm-hmm. sugar isn't really good for the golfer, but mm-hmm. might have snuck a little bit in there. Yeah. <laughs> How was your workout? Oh your man. Coach Mobley. I'm going to make her listen to this. She killed us. Yeah. Let's hear yeah. She was tough. We would get up, I think our workout started at 5.50, but 5.30 we'd be up. And we, luckily, my, my roommate Cameron and I, she, we would walk uh, or drive, depending on how cold it was. We yeah. just had to, we were across from the football facility. And so we just walked past the football facility and then our our, um, our gym was right there. And so we would lift um, with our trainer, Travis, for mm-hmm. probably 45 minutes. And then we'd probably have another 30 minutes of running. And wow. our cardio workouts were pretty brutal i mean we did some some crazy stuff and our our coach our assistant coach bobbly was just really good about keeping us on our toes and i felt like we were very physically prepared yeah because if you think about it you're carrying your bag mm-hmm. your your active golf tournaments especially in college they take forever and yeah. so 18 holes could take six hours and yeah. so sometimes you're playing 36 holes in one day mm. and that could take 12 so you get on the course at seven you're probably not getting off till seven so wow. that in itself even physically draining it's pretty mentally draining so mm. she did a good job of keeping us on our toes but i yeah it, they definitely worked us hard i loved it though that's so awesome i uh my cousin played here at a local high school in moore mm-hmm. and i went to watch him play a tournament and of course i wasn't walking i mean i got mm-hmm. a golf cart for it was a five-hour tournament mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's it's pretty intense pretty man. i don't think i could do it now i'm like uh, rapidly approaching 30 I'm like surely i could carry a golf bag for five hours <laughs> <laughs> plus you guys had to play in all sorts of weather yes too. yeah we had a crazy tournament in nebraska well so you know you talk about you know when did you realize, you know, you guys were coming together as a team at yeah. Redlands? Our first tournament we had was in September, mid-September mm-hmm. in Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. And for Nebraska's tournament. And I looked at the weather. We all looked at the weather before you left. And it was, you know, 70 degrees, low, you know, maybe the, the coolest it was going to be during the day was 65. We're yeah. like, okay. So bring our rain gear. Just, you always bring your rain gear. And 
we get there and it's a 36 hole day and I'm not kidding. It is blowing 40 <laughs> miles an hour and raining sideways. It was something I've never seen before in my whole life. I'm yeah. sure Lincoln, Nebraska is a very nice town, but I am <laughs> not itching to go back anytime soon. It was miserable. And I remember looking at our team. We all look like drowned rats. It was horrible. Um, it was, um, I had my, uh, my, one of my dad's um, friends that he's known from high school came to watch me that day and mm-hmm. he came, he showed up in shorts and t-shirt and he had to leave because it was raining and it was that cold. Wow. So um, lesson <laughs> learned. You just never know what, to, <laughs> what mm-hmm. you're going to get. But that was, that was pretty fun. Man, so I'm really fascinated because I really don't know any really golfers except that they're playing for fun. Mm-hmm. None of them really played D1 or mm-hmm. at, at the level you've ever you played at. My question is, when you go out to a course, do you study the course and do you know all the breaks and slopes? And mm-hmm. um, I would like to say yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we we when we went to tournaments, we had a practice round the yeah. first, the first day that we got there. And a lot of it was just hitting shots from different places and making sure that you were aware of hazards, obviously. But yeah. then, um, you know, you don't want to waste too much time, but you also do want to know, you know, if there's some slopes, some, some tricky things, you try to kind of figure that out. And the good part about being part of a team is you wouldn't all be doing the same thing. So uh-huh. if somebody noticed something that you didn't, you can kind of compare notes, but a lot of it was more about focusing on, you know, the clubs that you're going to hit on, especially in par threes. And um, you can kind of club off of each other. You play so much together that, you know, if somebody hits an eight iron, that might be your, you know, your seven iron yardage. So um, you just got to know each other so well that you would kind of, that would, that would be really helpful too. Um, But I wish I could say I knew everything about a golf course. I might've been a better golfer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, evidently you're really good to be a national champion and playing at a D1 level. So that's pretty freaking legit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I know, I, I know that I played with a lot better players than me Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I just feel blessed to even be getting to play with them. I think it was just awesome. And I'm so proud of the people that have continued to play and, you know, other people obviously it's very hard to turn professional in golf so yeah um you know my friends that have turned into professional careers it's just unbelievable yeah. and the talent just amazes me so yeah well you're really popular at chesapeake because every time i hear about golf and i think one of the managers was like oh yeah man abby's really good <laughs> i'm serious i can't play anymore i'm too bad of a back now but, but you yeah played the tournament didn't you? i did i played in a chesapeake scramble i think i kind of I think I was like a ringer and I don't know if I was supposed to play, mm-hmm. but um, I got into a couple of Chesapeake tournaments before I was actually an employee, but oh, yeah. you know, it's okay. <laughs> I, I still enjoy a good scramble. Hey, hitting from the ladies tees. I'm always okay with that. <laughs> just taking like, a, just chopping off a hundred yards yeah, right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. is good for me. <laughs> so it's not that much. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was talking about the, the crowd control earlier. Mm-hmm. And even if it's, let's say five people or 500 in the gallery watching they're watching you mm-hmm. and you're you're uh, let's say you pull out a nine iron mm-hmm. and it's a very important shot most mm-hmm. all golf shots yeah. are important but this one in particular i mean mm-hmm. that's what i'm talking about the, the focus that you have mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. you know i mean what kind of clarity do you have when you're getting ready to strike that ball i think you just have to be confident within yourself and just know that you've done it a million times i mean golf Mm -hmm. is such a repetitive sport anyway yeah but um i remember playing in that last round of nationals and um, i think i was on 16 was a par three Mm -hmm. and we had an assistant coach for that week and 
we were trying to kind of figure out how to play this. I, this is going to be too golf nerdy, but I, I hit a draw and I'm left-handed. So uh-huh. that means it, it's going to curve a little bit to the right. Uh-huh. So this pin placement was tucked on the left side behind, you know, in basically behind a bunker. It was to me, I would, it was a no go. And, yeah. you know, we were supposed to go middle of the green. And for some reason, you know, this assistant coach was like, you just need to, you just need to go for it. I was like, um, if I miss this shot yeah. and I'm going to be in the deep part, I mean, I could easily have messed it up pretty bad. And I remember hitting this shot and um, I think it landed probably 10 feet from the pin. And it was, it was a lengthy shot, but I remember somebody else having the confidence in mm. you can mean all the difference in the world yeah. because if somebody else believes that you can do it, that changes everything. I yeah. Think. Yeah. God. That's so important. Yeah. That, that is so important. And that's, that's in real life too. Yeah. Your job and mm-hmm. your marriage and just your friends, if they have confidence in you and they have confidence in your marriage, man, it's, I mean, when yeah. you go get married, the, the pastors are, everyone else is a witness and they've, <laughs> they've got help the married mm-hmm. couples, you know, be held accountable mm-hmm. for their marriage yeah. and to be good people, mm-hmm. good citizens. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. no, I'm with you. Yeah. That's awesome. My last question for you, Abby, is, um, sure. Someone comes up to you and is like, man, you know what? I want to I want to be a golfer. Mm-hmm. And what, what advice would you have for this person? I think make sure you have a lot of time on your hands. Mm-hmm. But also just <laughs> don't get frustrated. It's mm-hmm. it's easily it's not like it's not instant gratification. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. And yeah. it's something that you can take on for a lifetime, too. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're able to play it once, you can play it for the rest of your life. And yeah. I, I love hearing the stories of people being able to play into their 70s, you know, or yeah. however. I mean, I think that's wonderful. And so um, I think it's a very rewarding sport, but I also think it's something that you have to have patience, which apparently I have in some capacity. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that you really do have to just, you know, keep working at it and not get frustrated and yeah. stay with it. And it, yeah. and it has a lot to do, you know, that bleeds into work and, and relationships. I think if you can do that, you can pretty much adapt that. Yeah. Or, you know, take that anywhere. That's great advice. I definitely appreciate that. Go. I'll take that. I, I yeah. need some patience in my life, man. There's no doubt <laughs> about that. Can you teach me how? <laughs> oh, man. I'll teach you how to Dougie. <laughs> So you played softball when you were young. Yes. Until the age of 11 or 12. I think so. And yeah. I think I probably, I think I picked up golf. I know I didn't answer. Probably 10 Yeah. So yeah. that's all I'm saying is, is you picked up golf at around 10 years old mm-hmm. and you're able to win a national championship and then go play at the D1 level. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy road. And you talked about having patience towards the and for our listeners is that's absolutely right you've got to have patience in golf it, it takes a lot of practice yeah and anything that you do however i do firmly believe you've got to have tons of patience in golf mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it won't go well if you don't yeah no doubt it's too expensive to not be patient <laughs> that's a good point yeah uh, are you a good golfer Rob? no no <laughs> he can hit it a mile he just doesn't know where it's gonna go yeah i would um, rather play in the tournaments or scrambles yeah. where there's Free food and beer and prizes and we yeah. play whoever hey. has the best shot type yeah. of situation. I like that now. I never knew how fun golf could yeah, be. Yeah, that's all I never. You got four yes. guys or four people and then you play whoever hit the best shot. That's what yeah. I'm going for. I got you. Mine doesn't need to count all the time. Yeah, so yeah. you that's got teammates to help you exactly. out, right? Yeah. You have all the confidence in your teammates. Golfer. That would not be good. No, it's too hard. Yeah. Oh, man. Are there, what other sports do you guys uh, enjoy? Oh, football. 
I think by far. Well, Coll- playing or watching? Watching. Oh. oh. Okay, I can't play football. Um, college football, we love. Yeah. We love watching. Yeah. That. That's. I think that's our. That's our jam. Basketball. Yeah, we love Thunder. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sometimes kind of we can hate the Thunder too at the same time, yeah. depending on how they're playing. The season's yeah. been a little bit of rough. A little bit rough. Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. I know. But they are really fun games live. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm games, with you. Man, yeah. they're so fun. I always tell I people if they move here, if they come visit, if you can just even if you get loud city tickets, you got to yeah. you got to go. But yeah. we love that. Um, like to we watch, can watch golf. Like yeah, we like the majors and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, we got to go to a tournament last year yeah. in Phoenix, Scottsdale. And it was a lot of fun. I've never yeah. been to a professional golf mm-hmm. tournament, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, beautiful weather. You're out in yeah. the Phoenix area, and mm-hmm. we followed Ricky and Jordan Spieth mm-hmm. the first few holes. And yeah. It was it was really cool. Big crowds. Oh, yeah, yeah man. A lot bigger than, you know, college golf. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. I think I'd shank it on the first hole if somebody was watching me. Well, that's what I'm talking about, that focus, though. You've got to have Oh, I don't know focus. how they do it. I always yeah. think that when they show a shot where the – crowd is lining the hole mm-hmm. and it, my thought is i would kill someone because my ball is gonna Dude, go one way or the other that's exactly right and they yeah. hit it straight down and i'm yeah. just like there's yeah. no way yeah. yeah but yes focus and a lot of practice yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Athletic ability. we talked about thunder basketball games mm-hmm. and you guys talking about sitting in the front row and you thought you met me uh mm, yes three years ago there is an asian dude <laughs> <laughs> in corporate reserves and his name is johnny it okay. might have been johnny it, <laughs> Was it, did it, could, could be. I don't think so. I'm Are kidding. Sure? I don't were, think it was. I don't know who. I don't know who we think we who we think it was really introduced. It might have been. We love Johnny. Yeah. Hi Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Sitting close to the court was amazing because we've never sat that close. Yeah. And we were like literally, there's on the court, and we were like the seats yeah. right behind. It was yeah. unbelievable because you can hear them talking mm-hmm. and stuff. The players, which you don't tend to hear, obviously yeah. further up. Oh yeah. And the coaches. No was, expletives yeah. were talked. You know, spoken or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, probably not. Talk is not the correct. Uh, <laughs> Spoken. <laughs> it was cool though. Yeah, completely clean language, no bleeps. Yeah. It was great. Wow. <laughs> I will like be it. really, really sad the day that Russell Westbrook doesn't play here. Whether that's the end of his career or whatever mm-hmm. it is, I'll be mm-hmm. sad. It'll what? be a different team. Why would you be sad? We love uh, him. He brings a lot of enthusiasm yeah. and energy. That yeah. Even if he's not playing that well, he still brings that to it. So yeah. And there's a leadership with him that I think you lose him, you lose a lot of that. Yeah. Leadership. And I know he can drive some people crazy. He can drive me crazy, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have all that. Yeah. So it, whenever it is, it'll be a tough, yeah, yeah, tough transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely a spark plug. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should try to get him on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Russ, what's your defining? Is it when Katie left? That was mine. I should have talked about Hopefully, that. I'm hoping his defining moment is when he wins an NBA championship. Okay. For the Thunder. Yeah. He's just future NBA championship. Right. Got it. Next time, Did you need part, to talk more about the yeah. Kevin part Durant? two of this podcast will be when Kevin Durant left. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we should bring your teammates on or your coach on sometime. Oh, that would be I would really love cool. that. That would be pretty. If sweet. we could bring the girls on, the stories we could tell. You're gonna need like probably three hours or four. <laughs> I don't know how long. Dude, that would be go. so They're much awesome. fun. It would yeah. be a lot of fun. It'd be fun. That'd be super mm-hmm. super fun. <laughs> we've had trips, so we've we've we do like a girls trip. Try to do yeah. it every other year, so we have stories. Would they be G rated or do I need to do probably, a listener's discussion? Probably a little bit of both. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It depends on who's talking. <laughs> they tried to do reunion trips, and mm-hmm. the last one we actually hosted. So yeah. all the girls came and stayed at our house fun. and stuff. Wow. And I got to cook for everybody. That's awesome. There you go. And you guys went and played and I worked, played top and... golf. It was great. Wow. It was fun. That's really cool. Yeah. It was. It was really neat to have Man. them all there. And... It's fun to get competitive when you're, you know, nearing thirty mm-hmm. playing top golf, but. 
it was kind of fun to watch other people's faces when you know there's five women that mm-hmm. are just striping it at top golf yeah I'm like oh yeah, yeah like so. five women that are super legit at hitting the mm-hmm. golf yeah. ball and know what the heck they're heck, doing yeah <laughs> i'd be intimidated i'd sit i'd probably like okay how much does cost to watch <laughs> exactly it takes, would it takes a good that. i don't want to don't want to be too cocky on that it takes about 10 shots to warm up so yeah, yeah it's not great but then after that it's okay Man. decent 10 shots. i probably lost some some yardage yeah so. mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah just terrible <laughs> oh man how do uh how do our listeners get a hold of you abby oh i oh you can call me on my work number um no <laughs> <laughs> call me on my cell phone yeah. hold on let me see um i'm on instagram at uh let's see I'm pulling it up i don't even know my own instagram i don't even know it's oh really abby good. holly all one a b b y h o l l e y okay that's it no twitter, twitter. i don't even know my twitter hold on oh my what about goodness. email what if someone wants to email you a really cool story yeah just Instagram it to me. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just making great content. It's at awesome. Abby underscore Holly on Twitter. At Abby underscore, underscore Holly. Holly. Yeah. I really, all I do is just retweet my uh, friends that are doing great on, on tour. So, yeah. Yeah. Hi, That's Marie cool. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you both so much for taking time. This was awesome. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Do a podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, keep Rob, it going. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll have to get you on here, Rob. Yeah, to yeah. Do a I'll defining think of moment. A defining moment, and then we'll do that. <laughs> do I have your word? Oh, absolutely. There yeah. we go. That'd be fun. All right. All right. Yeah. Very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See Thank ya. you. All right. If you have a defining moment or a moment you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at defmomentspod. That's at D-E-F moments pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.